You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. My guest today is news editor Chelsea Stark. My name is Charlie Hall, in for Justin McElroy. You're listening to Polygons, Quality Control. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Chelsea. We're going to talk about the the second review now that you've done for Polygon, and this is for Tekken 7. I understand that you are a fighting game professional. Is that correct, Ms. Stark? A professional is very generous. Uh, I am a fighting game aficionado, maybe. I certainly like them a lot. Much better, much better skilled at it than I am. I'm just, I'm mainly a button masher. I don't, <laughs> I don't so much the fighting games, Chelsea. It's okay. I don't so much the space games, Charlie. So, you know, <laughs> we can learn from each other. Exactly. And I'm here to learn about Tekken 7 today. So, Tekken 7, this is a very long series of games. It's been running for, gosh, like almost 20 years now? Over 20 years, I think. Uh, yeah, because the first Tekken came out on the PlayStation 1. And uh, it's it's been... It's been a long journey for the franchise, which is, and it's kind of a really interesting storied uh, flagship fighting game, game franchise. Now, when I've when I've encountered Tekken, I've always kind of considered it like the Cadillac of fighting games, right? It it just it looks more polished to me. It looks more sophisticated to me, especially with the the ability to kind of step into and out of the background and fight on different planes. How is Tekken different from other fighting games? Uh, Tekken is different because a lot of games have uh, moves that are based around the ferocity of your attack. So, you know, Street Fighter is a good example. Like, I think a lot of people also consider that one of the benchmarks of fighting games, and it that has light medium and heavy attacks uh both on punches and kicks and a lot of other games have that as well but uh tekken is different it only uses four buttons instead of uh like six on an arcade pad and those four are for each are mapped to one of your limbs so you have your right arm your left arm your right foot and your left foot okay so you're actually you're you're fighting with buttons that correspond to your limbs and your moves and Using the the directional pads and the sticks influences how you strike with those limbs. Exactly. And you're not doing, you're doing more like directional down or uh, like down forward, things like that. You're not necessarily doing moves that other fighting game players are familiar with, like a quarter circle or a half circle. Those are, uh, you know, those aren't really part of the Tekken move system. Instead of it's more kind of about linking combos and like figuring out a, a, a stance, sometimes uh, characters have stances, and then like figuring out the string of buttons that you need to hit to perform a successful combo. This actually sounds like it would track a little bit better to my more tactical mind, honestly. Like, it, it makes more sense for me to be hitting a button for right arm, left foot than it would, <laughs> than it does often for, you know, half circle to throw a spear with Scorpion in Mortal Kombat or something like that. Right. I mean, I think that's one of the cool things about Tekken and its systems is like all fighting games have a learning curve, but Tekken is a little more friendly in some in some ways to that learning curve because you can kind of feel successful once you figured out, oh, if I just do a couple of these moves together in succession, I can start to like 
have attacks in my arsenal to take on my opponents. You said early on in your review that we're treated to a more beautiful, fluid, and gratifying Tekken with this seventh iteration. What's what's the big change this time around? I mean, it's a, I, so I'm I played on PC, and like it definitely takes advantage of just like you could run this thing on a like a, a beefy graphics card and it looks amazing. You know, I think that it, it's just like a really nice looking Tekken. It's the first like numbered Tekken game that's been on uh, current gen consoles because the last one was the Tekken Tag Tournament 2 which is like a non-canonical weird franchise entry so it's it is a it is a definitely more beautiful game it's been out uh, in Japan for a while and it finally like made its way to consoles in America so it's it's you know kind of like a refined system almost your review also touched on the complexity of each of the characters move sets though each one has some 50 to 65 different moves, including stance changes. That seems like a lot. It is a lot. And then that's one of the things that I do think uh, I wish, and fighting games all kind of suffer from this. And I think I just wish Tekken could have done it a little better, which is like, all right, helping players understand kind of, you know, what moves are suitable for what situations, you know, you're, uh, if you're fighting different people and they continue to attack you in different ways, like it's sometimes challenging to learn how to counterattack certain things unless you're going to YouTube, you know, or unless you're going to guides online. And I feel like this is a place where the game could like totally assist you in, in especially in it's got so many fun modes where it's like, okay, you're, you're grinding it out to get treasure, for instance. Like this is a perfect time to like present players with opportunities to learn and uh i wish that they'd done more of that and yeah you you really do you have move lists that could be up to 60 moves long and they're all like slight variations it's like left punch left punch right kick down right kick like you're like okay that's that's one move but another one might be like left punch left punch right kick left punch again like that's a different separate move and that's like it's all kind of like move uh, you know buttons string together it's it feels somewhat arbitrary, whereas in like an, uh, another fighting game, you might have like some you know special fireworks or animation or weapon or something that keys off that the Tekken just feels more more martial in a sense. Uh, I wouldn't even. Uh, uh, that's a funny pun because one of the characters' names is Martial Law. Uh, <laughs> accidental pun from Charlie. Um, I think that like. It's uh, it's surprising to me that, you know, fighting games just aren't accessible, but I I think that it's still, you know, there's still a lot of, like, trying to phrase this the best way. Um, There's still a lot of flashing animations and things like that. And there's also uh, these new moves that are called rage arts, and those are kind of like your big super move and those were they were started in Tekken 6 and they were really brought to full form in Tekken 7 so you have a move that's not actually that hard to pull uh to hit the button commands for but it's basically like your super move you're going to get 30% of your opponent's life if you actually connect and hit them and it's got this kind of longer flashy animation and stuff like that so i do actually think that that some of that does bring people in who are like oh well i can figure out how to do that thing 
uh, and it's up to your kind of more skilled opponent to figure out how to dodge out of those because they're not necessarily a guaranteed hit. Oh, interesting. So these rage arts, these rage drives, not only is there some skill to pull them off, do you have to build up to them, but they can miss. Yeah, they can definitely miss. It's not a guarantee. Uh, and it, it does look cool when you when you hit, especially when you pull it out, because you only activate your rage meter when you have 25% life left. So that means basically it's like your, oh no, panic button kind of move. Where or just like a revenge kind of move as well, where you can like bring your opponent back down to your level. The blue shell of Tekken. The blue shell of Tekken. But again, <laughs> yeah, the even unlike the blue shell, I think the blue shell is harder to dodge than this. You know, this is something where if a good opponent could get out of the way. Okay. Tell me more about this treasure battle. There's so much being injected into the fighting game community uh, with, you know, items and gear. What What is Tekken's take on it with Treasure Battle? Treasure Battle is really fun because it's basically a way to kind of grind through AI opponents. It's a really good way to figure out if, you, if you're, like, interested in trying a new character, just learn their basic moves because, you know, the AI opponents just get more and more challenging. But after each uh, match, you're rewarded with a piece of gear or, like, the option to customize like something or some money like the the in-game currency is called fight money uh and so you you get all this stuff and you're and you're like slowly building it up and rewarded and you have the most wild character customization options and they're like really fun and like you can have like crazy glasses you can have a gigantic like uh jenga tower on top of your head you can have fairy wings you can have the my favorite thing that i didn't earn yet was like rainbow colored wigs that change color like throughout the flight that's just there's so many really cool options and the great thing is that you can customize your characters you can have a bunch of different customization options and then you can take that character in your online matches and like totally use mind games to mess with your opponent I you're got like, stomped by someone with fairy wings and a Jenga hat, right? Exactly. You're like, oh, I didn't expect Akuma to come out in this this like adult diaper kind of situation and uh <laughs> and fairy wings. So like, you know, first round might be a little weird. Uh so I think I just like I think it's fun and rewarding and it's not like something you need to spend real money on, but it's like a really cool way to customize these characters. And all the character models are really cool uh as on their own. So it's it's just like very nice. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Now, if you're a fan of Polygon's quality control, you know that a few weeks ago, we spent all of our time with about half of our staff at E3, the big video games expo in Los Angeles. And I tell you, I was having a hard time trying to keep a balanced diet because I was always on the go. That's why I'm really excited about That's It Fruit bars. These things are gluten-free, they're kosher, they're vegan, and they're raw diet friendly. They're also a great snack for my kids. I got a three and a seven-year-old, and they're big fans of these things. If you flip them over, you look at the ingredients, it's fruit. Apples, cherries. Apples, mango. Those are the bars that I've got. That's it. That's the came up with the name. In fact, they are so light and easy to kind of carry around, they actually use them on the International Space Station to, well, to, to keep the astronauts regular. That's It is offering listeners of quality control an amazing deal. Go to that'sitfruit.com. Enter our code control at checkout and save 10% off your order. Do what we did and try these bars. I think you're going to like them. And again, that's that'sitfruit.com. 
Enter our code CONTROL at checkout to save 10% off your order. Your taste buds and your body, they're going to thank you. So, all right, I'm picking Tekken up for the first time. I, I caught a deal on the Steam sale, maybe, or I picked it up full price on the console. What player, what character should I go in there and start to learn, Chelsea? Hmm. Uh, I think that there are a couple of very good uh, basic characters. Like, there are some that will make you feel like you're doing stuff because they're sort of cheap maybe like uh eddie gordo is like the series punching bag because he's a capoeira fighter and he like dances around and it's really easy to just flow through his moves i wouldn't recommend like people will hate you if you pick him but it's certainly a way to get some easy victories uh lucky chloe was a new character that was kind of similar to that where she's like this otaku cat girl wearing like uh she has like fuzzy paws and cat ears and she's like a a a singer like a pop singer in the game and uh she has similar dance moves that kind of like flow nicely into each other so but like those are easy characters uh they're a little cheap but you can at least get the feel of the systems martial uh law is kind of similar paul phoenix is a great character because he has kind of like he's almost the bread and butter of fighting games you know he's got very simple punches and and things like that to figure out so those are some really good basic characters to start out with and there's like also just a lot of cool options that you may just find someone that you're like oh i'm really attracted to the aesthetic and uh you can go into the training mode and watch videos of each move and then like try to practice it yourself it's really nice oh that's interesting so it kind of intersperses uh videos of the move with you being able to actually hit the buttons and try and pull it off yourself kind of you so you go into the move list and training mode and it, every move has the video so you can see it done correctly and then you pull out and that moves buttons will be superimposed as you're practicing so you could basically like always have them as you're trying to get better and like you can cycle through them and just try to master all the moves which i I'd like the, i think the training move it's good to learn a lot of different moves but i think the the one thing that it would need to teach people is like what move is ideal for each situation if that makes sense no that absolutely makes sense you also mentioned late in your review, though, that for those who play Tekken games for their ludicrous stories, the seventh entry may leave you wanting. Tell me about the deep Tekken lore here, Oh, my Chelsea. God, the deep Tekken lore. Uh, I I got into the Tekken lore in, in college, actually. Like, I watched the, the anime and stuff like that, because there is one. Uh, and it's totally ridiculous. A lot of Tekken stems around the, the Mishima clan, which is grandfather Hihachi, his son Kazuya, and then his grandson Jin. And basically, Hihachi, like, almost everyone, even if they don't know much about Tekken, they know Hihachi threw Kazuya off a cliff and left him for dead. And, like, when he was a child. So, like, this guy is just an asshole. And, uh, you know, but that that stems this whole rivalry between them. Um, and the thing is that the whole game kind of keeps playing back to that you're like okay we know about all this like we know about the it's like continuing the kazuya hachi rivalry and there's not as much new stuff like tekken has so many cool interesting characters and you're like oh man like i'm glad that we're finally done with the mishima saga that's what the creator of the game harada has promised is that like it's over but geez it's just like it was kind of like a, a slog some of the battles you just felt like they weren't enjoyable because you're just punching through like waves of of soldiers and stuff like that and uh 
the narrator who ties it all together is like this is a voiceless journalist i mean no not voiceless sorry he is a non-player character journalist he never like has any real big payout sorry to say so and his his writing is just awful and so is his voice acting so you're just like why is he here why is he tying the story together it was not really that interesting and it was two and a half hours and i i like i felt like they just were trying to let players push through it and i'm not sure why there were some really cool moments uh for sure uh, I didn't. I didn't get to mention this in my review, but Street Fighter's Akuma is in this game, and he has a canonical reason for being there, which makes sense, and it's kind of a nice payout. So that was, yeah, they they tied it in. They made sense why Akuma is in this game, and I was like, oh, I'm into it. Uh, and also, like one of the this the penultimate boss that you fight is very cool, and that does have a lot of payout for Tekken fans. So I will not spoil it, but I would just say like that fight was fun but the final boss fight is like actually a slog and and it definitely uses some dirty tricks like an almost like a 90s fighting game where it's like plays a lot with health meters and stuff like that and you're like "Uh, i don't know if i want to do this anymore well based on your review our editors here polygon elected to give the game an eight that's that's not a bad score for a fighting game or a bad score here at polygon generally no and and you know what story issues aside like I don't feel like a. I don't know how many people are playing fighting games for their story mode. So it's like you take the good with the bad. Injustice has set a really high bar for story, uh, but maybe necessarily isn't as good at the fighting game parts. And so Tekken is really good at the fighting game parts. That's the that's really what you want. And I think eight is a really good score. I'm like very. And I'm nice. I'm very happy to have scored a game well in my second Polygon review. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining me uh, here today on Quality Control, Chelsea. I will see you back in the newsroom shortly. All right. See you later, Charlie. And thanks to you at home for listening today. We've got a lot more on Polygon.com, including a review of Spider-Man Homecoming and this month's cover story, An Oral History of Crash Bandicoot. I guess that's better than an oral history of, say, Conquer or something. Until we've got another game to talk about, this is Charlie Hall for Chelsea Stark. Thank you for listening to Polygons quality control.